the book of Baruch chapter 2 from verse 16. The Bible says, O Lord, look down from your holy dwelling and take thought of us. Turn, O Lord, your ear to hear us. Look directly at us and behold, it is not the dead in the netherworld whose spirits have been taken from within them who will give glory and vindication to the Lord. He whose soul is deeply grieved, who walks bowed and feeble with failing eyes, famished soul, will declare your glory and justice, O Lord. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, bless you, we honor you, we worship you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Welcome your presence, Lord. Help us to grasp something new from your word. Speak to our hearts, speak to our lives, transform our hearts, help us to fix our eyes on you, help us to focus our mind to you, help us to be transformed from inside out for the greater glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, we are going to read again um, verse 30 of the same chapter. I know they will not heed me because they are stiff-necked people, but in the land of their captivity they shall have a change of heart. They shall know that I, the Lord, I am their God. I will give them hearts and heedful ears. They shall praise me in the land of their captivity and shall invoke my name. Then they shall turn back from their stiff-necked stubbornness and from their evil deeds because they shall remember the fate of their fathers who sinned against the Lord. Praise God. So we just read a scripture that reminds us, um, as the Bible records, that uh, Baruch here has written, about the Israelites in the land of captivity, in the land of Babylon. And they are praying, crying, crying, they are crying to God, asking the Lord to look down from his holy dwelling and to give ear to their plea. But then they are acknowledging something very interesting that it is not those who have died that are going to praise him, but it is them who are deeply grieved that will give glory to God. That's verse 18. He whose soul is deeply grieved, who walks bowed down and feeble, with failing eyes and famished soul, will declare your glory and justice, O Lord. You see, they went through so much captivity and so much suffering in Babylon. However, the Lord had spoken through the prophets and said they have to accept and go into this captivity of Babylon. And uh, while they were there, now this is a message that is a prayer, really, because it starts from verse 11. When he says, And now, Lord, God of Israel, you have led your people out of the land of Egypt with your mighty hand, with signs and wonders and great might, and with your praise arm, so that you have made for yourself a name till the present day. We have sinned, been impious and violated, O Lord our God, all your statutes. Let your anger be withdrawn from us, for we are left few in number among the nations to which you scattered us. And then they are acknowledging that they will worship the Lord. 
you see being israelites even from the land of egypt they know that moses was sent to bring them out of egypt so they can go and offer sacrifice to god for three days in the wilderness so i believe at this point in time because they used to pass on what the lord was doing to the previous generations they would tell the new the young generation and let them know and remind each other you know of the goodness of god and how far the lord had brought them they knew that worship was a very important aspect uh, sacrifice was an important aspect of their relationship with god and now they are coming to a point where this is a prayer they are praying for to be delivered from the lord acknowledging what he did uh, for them from egypt and acknowledging that it is not those who have died that will worship you lord we who are alive who are deeply grieved who are bowed and feeble with failing eyes will worship you lord is it possible that when we face situations that cause us to find ourselves in grief that we tend to forget that actually it is a position of power when we open our mouths and praise the Lord. Is it possible that probably we wait until when we feel strong, you know, coming out of a sickness or maybe a situation or a challenge that probably had caused so much sorrow, so much pain or brokenness, and we imagine that we need to come out and just rise up one day and feel so strong, energetic, and able so we can praise God? Is it possible? that we have waited too long to praise God? Is it possible that we have waited too long to praise God? But the word of God reminds us, which is a very interesting word, that it is not those who have died, but, you see, it is actually uses a word that says, it is not the dead in the netherworld whose spirits have been taken from within them. You see, the Spirit of God dwells in us until the day we die. The Spirit goes back to God. So that means we can only praise God when the Holy Spirit is there. When we are alive, when we have that breath in our lungs, then we have to use it to praise God. You see, it doesn't matter whatever painful situations that we encounter, whatever grief or sorrow that is in our hearts, the only way and the major way and the best way to come out of all these situations and all this brokenness, we know even from the Samaritan woman, we know from Mary Magdalene who was broken, who was wounded, that it is when we worship God. You see, worship flows freely and so strongly from a grieving soul. Worship flows freely and strongly from a broken heart. So it is not possible that we should wait until when we feel whole so we can worship God. Actually, we should worship and praise God so that the presence of God that comes, the presence of God, because it says that he dwells in the midst of those who worship him, of our praises, that is the presence of God that we need to be able to strengthen us, to deliver us from our affliction, to be able to lift us, to be able to strengthen us. So we have to worship God. So that means that something new that the Lord is teaching us is that worshiping God Praising God is for those who are deeply grieved. And 
whatever kind of grief. Each one of us is facing something, coming out of something, getting into something. So that means we are all in a situation and a circumstance that is not positive. So that negative situation to be able to flee, to be uh, to depart from us, we should just get into worship. We have seen it in the word of God. We have been instructed here. We know the life of Mary Magdalene. We know the life of the Samaritan woman who went and preached to the whole village, telling everybody that I have met a man who has told me everything that I have done, you know, and it was when her heart was open and the Lord came to teach what it means to worship God in truth and spirit to such a broken woman. So there is a message there in John chapter 4 that it is when we are broken, wounded, grieved, sorrowful, pained, you know, all those kind of situations that cause us to feel like we are not able to praise or worship God, that we are actually meant to worship God. May the Lord help us that when we feel so pressed and crushed, that we can break through that crushing moment, that breaking moment with the worship, worship from a broken place, because it will flow directly to the throne of grace and mercy. And we shall receive the mercy that we need, the grace that we need, the strength that we need, the power that we need to be able to live on with the strength that we need because the spirit we carry within us that gives flesh and strength to our bones is the spirit of God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you, we worship you. Lord, as you have spoken to us, may this word take root in our lives and help us to worship you in whatever situation that you may find ourselves in. I pray for the listener of this podcast that there is no situation or circumstance that is going to hinder us from worshipping you. The Lord, in the midst of brokenness, grief, sorrow, and pain, that we may have our mouths open, that you may open our lips so that we may praise you, so that we may worship you, Lord, in our brokenness so that your presence may come and dwell in us and deliver us completely from all this brokenness and all this pain and all this sorrow and all the grief that could be crowding our mind and our hearts and our soul. Lord, we thank you for the spirit that you have put within us, the spirit that belongs to you. So, Lord, you has given us the breath in our lungs. We pray for the grace to be able to release this breath with praises to your name. We honor you, we praise you, we bless you, we enthrone you, we acknowledge that there is none like you. You alone are worthy, Lord. You alone are faithful. Take all the glory, take all the honor, Jesus. Be glorified, be magnified above every situation and every circumstance that is in our lives or that is coming or that we are coming out of. Thank you, Jesus, for you created us for yourself and you have taken care of us this far. Thank you for the many blessings that you have showered upon us. Thank you for many answered prayers and many unanswered prayers and for giving us the grace even to call upon your name, even to think about prayer, even for every listener who will be clicking on this podcast to listen to it. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing them to listen to what you have to say. Thank you, Lord. Help us to worship you. Help us to praise you. Help us to honor you and to welcome your presence in us through every situation and every circumstance of our life. With thanksgiving, we pray in Jesus' mighty name, in the name of the Father and of the Son 
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.